0: what is up everybody welcome to Ben's Chatter at the Common Man's NBA podcast I'm your host Colin here with my co-host Noah and we are so thrilled to bring you the final fantasy basketball preview of this NBA season. Noah how does it feel 20 fantasy basketball preview episodes in?
1: It's kind of surreal Colin that it, uh, we've came this far. Uh, it seems just like yesterday we were writing our we are writing and doing our first podcast over week one of Fantasy,
0: doesn't it? Dude, I, I remember the FaceTime call in which you asked me to do a Fantasy Basketball podcast, and I couldn't tell if you were joking or not. And now we're about five months in, four months into this bad boy, and I'm having a blast, dude. Same.
1: Um, this little half-a-year journey that we've made through our podca- podcast so far, it... um. It really feels good. It you know we've worked hard, Colin, and even towards the end of the season, our Reddit posts have really been popping off. And you also get people leaving comments saying, you know, we really enjoy the content. Keep the pot up, and that really that really is what drives me to keep doing this podcast. It uh it feels good when your work gets noticed, you know.
0: Dude, it's it's been a ball. I know. Hands off to you, because I so the listeners know Noah types up the whole. Week preview and and really puts in a shit ton of legwork. So hats off to him. He is just an absolute baller and a complete library when it comes to basketball knowledge. So this could not at all be accomplished by just me. This is, this is Noah cooking it up. I'm, I'm just here to hear my own voice. Really? That's, that's why I agreed. I enjoy hearing myself talk and, uh, Noah needed somebody to fill a little bit of dead space so I said sure why not Hey, you're the CEO of Vibes dude you keep the vibes right <laughs> no but as Noah said seriously to everybody that's been listening this has been is so freaking awesome for us this has just been so cool it's, it's really cool to see how, how far it's come so seriously anybody who's a listener we appreciate it thank you and uh with that said, I should we actually talk about some basketball?
1: Yeah, um, as we know, this is week 20, Con, the last week of the season, and I kind of feel blessed to be in the finals of both of our leagues. Um, officially, as of today, I'm in the final of our points league and our categories league now. And while I don't think I'm going to win categories, I think I have a really good chance at winning the points league, Con, and that's mostly due to you know, I faced you the first week on, I maxed out 7 out of 7 acquisitions, and this following week I did the exact same thing, and I barely won again, and it feels good to know that I won because, not because of the guys I picked in in the beginning of the year in my draft, but I won because of maxing out um, my potential games played and potential points, and that's a good feeling to, um, you know. Get a good old win, and the guy I'm playing con he has russell Westbrook and I just wanted to read you off Russell Westbrook's stats in the month of May so far um he's averaging twenty six point two points, sixteen point four assists, and 15, 8 point, 15.8 rebounds so far this month con
0: holy shit that's uh yeah, I, I just, I'd just i like to to throw it back to the beginning of the season when I said, man, R- Russell Westbrook and the Washington Wizards, that feels like a recipe for him to really cook. And uh, while he dealt with that injury bug, I saw a Reddit post that said that Russ claimed at the beginning of the season he played the first two months with like a torn muscle in his leg.
1: I could believe that. He did not look very good at the beginning of the season.
0: So think about that. About that, because right now he's a top five fantasy player. He didn't play I think fifteen games at the beginning of the year, and he's top five in points scored. And dealt with an injury in the beginning of the year games that he did play. That's yeah. ridiculous.
1: I wasn't as high as on Russ as you were. Um I knew he was gonna be good. I knew the triple doubles were gonna be there, but He's going absolutely nuclear as of late, and, you know, he's... Oh, If you have Russ right now, you're probably feeling so good about yourself because you probably got him at a steal wherever you got him at this point with how many points he's putting up, and, you know, shout-out you. Would you draft him next year, Colin? Where would you take him?
0: I would have to believe he's a top-five player next year. I mean... Now that he's healthy, how do you discount what he's doing? He's still going to have oh. Brad Beal. Those younger guys are are arguably going to be better and I that to me just screams let's go Russell Westbrook here.
1: You know? I I think that's still a hot take Colin. I don't I don't know if I'd take him top 5. Really?
0: Okay. What is, I actually it's missed good Luke. Now in our in our points league, he is the second highest total point scorer. Just in terms of total points scored. How ridiculous is that. Jeez.
1: Shout out Russ. But um So I think my team I think my team can withhold a crazy Russ week, Con. Um this week I had three different guys drop eighty po- eighty fantasy points this week, Con Chris Paul, um, Steph Curry, and Kyrie Auden,
0: eighty point game. Sheesh. That's a sheesh. That's definitely a sheesh.
1: But yeah, I hope next week when we, um, you know, we'll hit you with a little fantasy recap episode. Um, just talking about our seasons and you know mm-hmm. other things. And I hope I can, hope I can come back and on the pod come back a winner. Um, it'd feel good for I'm doing it for you, Colin. I'm doing it for the listeners. Yeah, and
0: mostly I, I'm doing yeah. it for the payday. Yeah, for the money. That's why I would be doing it as well for the money. A little two hundred twenty so.
1: bucks. That's a nice little chunk That's of easy. change.
0: That's easy. That's easy. That's just easy, you know? Alrighty, well, with that said, Noah, we got to break down how you officially get crowned the winner of a fantasy league. So we got one week to go, and we've said it before, but we'll say it again. I mean, it is fire sale time. If you got a guy who's going to miss two games, get the l out of here ain't worth it keeping him, keeping him on the roster. I don't care who it is. Well, I do care a little bit who it is. But you know what I'm saying, Noah? If you see that like De'Aaron Fox is still sustaining injury, get him out of there. Get him out of there. The two games that he's going to play at the back end probably aren't going to make up for the two games that he misses at the front end.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, it's... It's all or it's do or die week this week, Colin. If um I have a guy like Harrison Barnes right now, and the Kings play tomorrow, and if I find out that Harrison Barnes is going to miss a seventh straight game, I'm done with him. He's getting dropped, and I know that I can I know I can find more value um within
0: within the waiver wire pickups. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and and that's how you got to play it too. So. Maybe we spend some time at the end of the episode and break down some of the more injured uh, big names and and we say uh, if we drop them or keep them on the roster. Yeah. All righty. Well, let's get into the schedule analysis. And more important than ever, I mean, ooh, it is a juicy one, let me tell you, Noah. With some COVID games canceled and we, we haven't had much of those lately, but as the, uh, the season comes down, a lot of games to be played this week. Uh, the majority of teams are playing at least four games. And we've had weeks, Noah, where, where there's only a handful of teams playing four games. This week, most teams, 24 teams, are playing four games. You've only got two teams playing less than that. And then you have four teams with a five-game week. That is ridiculous. Ooh wee. That's absurd. Yeah, On the last week of, of fantasy
1: week. basketball, four teams playing five games. Ooh.
0: And let me tell you, Noah, all four of these teams are competing for playoff spots still. So it's it's not like we're, we're dealing with duds. We're dealing with teams that are putting the pedal to the metal here. So those four teams are... The Pacers, who as of this moment occupy the 10th and final play-in seed in the Eastern Conference. The Grizzlies, who right now I believe are looking just outside. No, they're the 9th seed. Very much in and putting the pedal to the metal in the West. You have the Bucks, who sit right now at the 3rd seed. I'm sure they'd love to climb up and over the Nets. To the two seeds so that come the semifinal round they actually get home court over the Nets. You definitely don't want to give the Nets any more advantages than they already have. And then lastly, teams of five games, you you've got the Spurs, who right now are hanging on tight to the tenth seed, a game and a half above the New Orleans Pelicans right now. So no breakdown for me how important it is to get some some capital in one of these teams that's playing five games. Just, uh, just for an example, Colin, if you look at a team like the Indiana
1: Pacers, um, they play a Monday-Tuesday back-to-back, and they play a game on Thursday. So right off the bat, you're getting th- three games out of one pickup, um, and there's f- three other teams that have the exact same schedule this week. So you can find multi you can find multiple pickups. You could pick up two or three guys from those teams and get a potential six or nine games out of the first four days from three pickups. That's insane.
0: That's absurd. That's absurd. And quickly before we, you know, really get into it, like, like give me give me a name on the pacers of a guy who's who's probably on the waivers right now. But could do something for you, especially with five games.
1: Yeah, I'll go through um I'll just go through all four teams right now. Um Perfect. So the Pacers, you're looking at guys like O'Shea Bursett, who should not be on your waiver right now. If he is, you should pick him up immediately. Um we're looking at Jeremy Lamb, TJ McConnell, Justin Holiday, Doug McDermott. I think all of those guys um are probably available. Uh maybe not TJ McConnell, but all of those guys could be picked up from the Pacers. Um at Memphis, you're looking at Grayson Allen. Brandon Clark, Desmond Bain, D'Anthony Melton, um, Dylan Brooks at for Milwaukee. They're a little less, but you're looking at Bryn Forbes, Dante DiVincenzo, Bobby Portis, um, and then the Spurs. You're looking at Kelton Johnson, Jakob Pertl, um, Drew Eubanks, Lonnie Walker, Devin Vassell. So there's a lot of options here, Colin, um, with who you can go for this week.
0: Seriously. Seriously. And do you anticipate that with the five game schedule some of your your bench players get a little bit more shine time than they usually would? I I yeah, I think that's
1: true. I also think this um with how many teams are playing five games, I think it opens up how many spots you would be willing to allocate to streaming spots con. Um normally, I have my bottom three to two usually open to streaming but with this Mm. being the last week um my bottom seven bottom eight could all potentially be open to swapping guys out
0: yeah absolutely i mean especially does anybody end the season on friday
1: no so uh that gets us into our next part of the schedule which is actually number of teams playing each day and on Monday we have twelve con, on Tuesday we have twenty two, mm-hmm. on Wednesday we have twelve, on Thursday we have eighteen, on Friday we have sixteen, on Saturday we have twelve, and on Sunday con to end the regular season, all thirty teams play. Wow. What
0: could, day you think, of a day. could you
1: think of a better way to end a fantasy basketball this season than a full lineup on Sunday? Going head to head.
0: Wow. That's uh that's pretty impressive.
1: I love that. That is
0: awesome. It just it makes it so exciting. Because you you're not going to have any rosters that are just empty come Sunday. Yeah. I mean, you're going to be you're going to have to make the tough decision then, which is the worst thing to do in fantasy basketball of who you have to sit that's going to be playing. Oh, and those are decisions that can just haunt you forever. Yeah. Because usually, you know, like, that's a fantasy football, you know, week-in, week-out decision, you know. Is this guy, you know, going to be beneficial for me? Is he just going to be racking up points on my bench? And fantasy basketball, you don't really deal with that all that much. Maybe once a week, once every two weeks, you see it come up and you go, uh, you know. But now, everybody plan on one day, and that's just – that just makes for good fun stuff. Um, I did want to run back to are two games or two teams playing only three games this week. And those are the Pistons and the Thunder, which is a bit of a bummer because you could probably find some value with the Pistons and the Thunder. Both those teams really out of the playoff race, just looking at next season. So they've been trying and are going to continue to try to develop some younger guys, try out some funky lineups, give some guys some minutes that, uh, you know, usually wouldn't be getting them. So keep an eye out for the Thunder and the Pistons still, uh, just because they are in a different spot than the teams we just talked about, which are teams that are competing for the playoffs. But they do have only three games, so not as much meat on the bones there. Noah, why don't you break down the back-to-backs for this week? Because I think that could be incredibly important.
1: So on Monday, Tuesday, we have the Warriors, the Pacers, the Grizzlies, and the Bucks all playing in a back-to-back. So immediately you should be planning to have one, if not multiple, guys from those teams. Um, On Tuesday, Mm -hmm. Wednesday, we're looking at Boston, Brooklyn, Dallas, and the Lakers. On Wednesday, Thursday, we're looking at Atlanta. Portland, and San Antonio. On Thursday, Friday, we're looking at Denver, the Clippers, Memphis, Orlando, Philly, Sacramento, and Toronto. On Friday, Saturday, we have Nuncon. On Saturday, Sunday, we have Boston, Brooklyn, Charlotte, Chicago, Indiana, Lakers, Miami, Milwaukee, Minnesota, the Knicks, the Suns, and the Spurs, and then no Sunday, Monday, back-to-back,
0: because it's the end of the season. So, all right, so my immediate takeaway is you should be blowing every single waiver wire pickup you can do by Saturday. Because you know everybody's yeah. going to be playing on Sunday. So yeah. you, should, you should be maxing out these waiver wire pickups early in the week. Because by the time you get to the back half of the week, Saturday, Sunday, everybody's essentially playing. So... I you know if I need to drop two guys on Monday, capitalize on some of these back to backs. I I'm all for it. If I need to drop three guys, I mean to hell with it. I it's just going to be a carousel uh, of basketball players for me this week. That's my strategy, at least.
1: Yeah, that's how I ha- kind of have it planned out in my mind. Con um, this week I get seven acquisitions, so I was thinking. I immediately drop two guys tonight. I get the Monday and Tuesday games from one pickup. I have two acquisitions done. I probably roll with what I have on... um, Well, no, I use one on Wednesday, Thursday, so then we're at three. And then I use two to three on Thursday, Friday. And then we're looking at Saturday, Sunday. I'm just, you know, my bottom three streaming spots might not even be playing. But I'll try to maximize the best guys from that list.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's something to be said about just, you know, taking the best guys available away from the other guy.
1: Yeah, so you want to probably be maxing out your acquisition limits towards Friday, um, realistically, this week.
0: I'm all on board with it. I'm all on board with it. Um, And then lastly, in terms of the schedule... Um, do you wanna break down the teams who might hit the lower volume days? Yeah, so the low volume game days this week are
1: Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday. Um, six games each on all three of those days. And the teams who play on the low volume days are the teams that play five games really. Um the Spurs, the Pacers, the Grizzlies and the Bucks. The Spurs play Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. The Pacers The and the Grizzlies both play Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, and the Bucks play Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Sunday. So you know, as if those teams weren't already important enough, Colin, you're really gonna want players from those teams.
0: I'm all in. I'm all in then. Alrighty, Noah. That is the schedule. But let's uh let's get to the bread and the butter. The reason we've made all our money this year is cuz we can break down the waiver wire like no other. We got some guys, they've got rest of season value, Noah, let me tell you. And the rest of the season, it's uh, it's not it's not too lengthy. There's not too many meats on uh, these bones either, but these guys definitively have value for the rest of the fantasy season. Would you like to start us off with the guy that is number one on your list?
1: My first guy is Mr. Kenyon Martin Jr., who is currently 32.1% roster on ESPN. And as of late, on the Rockets have been super shorthanded over the past few games, with, um, and that's likely to be the case for the rest of the season. Um, and this has opened up a massive chance for... Um, Kenyon Martin Jr. who has really stepped up and he started and played in over 39 minutes calling in three straight games with usage rates of 18%, 24%, and 21%. Um, Over those three games, he's averaging 25 points, nine rebounds, five assists on four three-pointers made a game with an effective field goal percentage of 60 and you know those stats are pretty high but even over the last 2 weeks he's averaging 18 points, 7 rebounds and 2 assists on 53% field goal shooting and while his numbers may not be this high nightly um i think he's shown enough to be a pretty key part of their rotation in their remaining 4 games and i think he's going to finish the season pretty strong
0: yeah at this point if if Kenyon Martin's still on your waiver wire um I don't know what to tell you. He shouldn't be sitting there. You're looking at these numbers, and about two and a half weeks ago, he got his first 40-minute game of the season when they lost to the Nuggets by 13. And he put up a, a nice stat line of 18 points, four boards, two assists, three steals, shooting about 58 from the field. And since then, he is... He has just looked like an absolute must-have in terms of fantasy basketball. Those averages that you just read off to me should not be available on the waiver wire with one week left to go in the fantasy season. But supposedly in 70% of ESPN's leagues, that does appear to be the case. So, um, interesting enough, no, and I've seen this brought up on Reddit a handful of times that ESPN's numbers vary wildly from what Yahoo's numbers are. And uh, I do think that ESPN probably attracts more casual leagues than Yahoo does, just given their um, name, brand, and dominance when it comes to attracting fantasy football players. So I I think that that probably has something to do with it. Um, But I'm not an expert. I, I couldn't really tell you. So... I would be intrigued to see uh where he's at in Yahoo. Um because again, I mean I, I cannot stress enough how much of a steal it would be for you to pick up Kenyon Martin for this last week. Yeah, I just yeah, I imagine
1: that ESPN is probably the platform that most casuals would go to. I also imagine they have much more leagues than Yahoo does. And mm-hmm. there's probably a lot more dead leagues within ESPN than there is Yahoo. Um, you know, yeah. just leagues where guys play like fantasy football, where they really just pick their guys in the draft
0: and set it at the beginning of the year. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm actually I'm trying to get on Yahoo right now to see if I can see, but I don't think I can. Yeah, whatever. Alrighty. Kenyon Martin, an absolute steal at this point in the season. Um, I, I don't know what else there is to say about him other than, I don't care who's on your roster, go pick him up. The next guy on this list is a name that was very much popularized about two and a half years ago by Mr. Sheck West, uh, and that's Mobamba, who is said to be about 55% rostered on ESPN and is notably filling in for Wendell Carter Jr. in the starting lineup for the first time in a while. And he, he's starting to put up numbers that people were hoping he would put up when he was drafted a couple years back. So, Noah, where do you see Mobamba's value with a week left? In the fantasy season. What what kind of numbers uh, are these numbers in terms of fantasy value?
1: Yeah, right now, Con, he's offering pretty high-end big man numbers, which are pretty hard to come by at this point in the season. Um, and in three straight games, he's had 15 rebounds. He's averaging 16 rebounds. Along with 16.7 points and three blocks a game um, in those last three That's games insane. where Wendell Carter hasn't played. And I don't think he should be on your waiver wire, and he has to be rostered for the home stretch of this season as his ceiling's pretty high at this point. He's going to play a ton of minutes, and clearly he knows um, he actually has a rebound rate of 26% right now, Colin. So every shot that the opponent misses, <laughs> he's gobbling up 20 per six, 26% of those misses.
0: Yeah, that is uh that is a bit absurd. Let me tell you. So in our league he's been averaging 37 fantasy points over the last 2 weeks. I I don't I don't even know how you you make this kind of a jump. I mean seriously. Uh, the other night he put up 9 points, 4 blocks, 1 steal, 1 assist and 18 boards. It's it's ridiculous. You know, the you... night before that, he had 19 points, 15 boards, 1 assist, 3 steals, and 4 blocks. Like, uh, Noah, th- that's that's like a, a second-round draft pick next year.
1: Yeah. <laughs> He's actually, um, my opponent picked him up against me this week, Khan, and he actually had a 40-point game against me, and unfortunately, my opponent had to drop him to try and pick up someone to win him this week. And Mo Bamba is on waivers till tomorrow, Colin. So hopefully I'm gonna get him that. for this little home I do stretch. I
0: see that. I do see that, yeah. That would be that would be ridiculous. Mo Bamba in the last two weeks has been a top twenty five fantasy player. And that's that's pretty that's pretty absurd. So again, Mo Bamba who there's a small shot that he's actually rostered or not not rostering your league, but if he is, man, go and get him. Go and get him. This—that's that's what I'm out here saying, you know. Go and do something about it. Yeah, you go heard? get
1: Mo Bamba. Alrighty
0: you already know who's the next guy on our
1: list. Um, the next guy on my list also plays on the Magic. He is someone I picked up today, Colin. Um, and that is Mr. Oh. RJ Hampton. Um, he's currently 24.4% roster on ESPN right now and over the last 7 days RJ has kind of been killing it for the Magic Um, he came over in the Nuggets trade for Aaron Gordon and he's averaging Mm -hmm. 16.7 points, 7.3 rebounds and 6 assists while averaging 31 minutes played and the Magic are dealing with so many injuries right now Um, and RJ is going to get a really good look to finish the season and I didn't even factor in the game he played tonight. Um, he had, in 29 minutes, he had 19 points, 5 rebounds, and 3 assists on 7 for 13 shooting, 2 for 4 from 3, and 5 from 5 from the free throw line. Um, I think Dang. he provides pretty good non-scoring stats while also being pretty efficient from the field. And, yeah, I got him on my team right now.
0: Well, we take that, then. We absolutely take that. Yeah, yeah, I I think RJ Hampton um, has always shown a ton of talent. I mean, coming out of high school, he was a top-five guy, chose to go play in New Zealand instead of committing to Kansas, uh, where he had an offer from. And I think he's just been a bit of a wild card since. You know, He's been on the Nuggets, which is just not really a place where you are developing right now because they're absolutely in win-now mode. So that just wasn't a place for RJ Hampton to grow. The Magic are now basically just an open tryout for whoever wants to play well can have a spot on their roster. And RJ Hampton has all the tools to do so. I truly believe he's going to continue to build upon... um, his massive skill set, I think he's going to want to show and prove to the magic what type of player he is and you know, assert his dominance. So I think that RJ Hampton is a phenomenal pickup for this last week.
1: Yeah, so do I.
0: Um right, no, I do I, really, I like his game. No, you go ahead.
1: No, sorry, you can go. Oh
0: right, yeah, I was just saying uh I have a guy. Okay, I have a guy that okay. I think we should talk about, and he's a similar-esque uh, player to the guys that we've described. Generally, the guys on our list that we've described so far are guys who are playing for some down-and-out teams and are really just soaking in the sun. They're young guys looking to make a name for themselves at the end of the season, really show why they deserve to be on this roster and maybe... Start with a larger role at the beginning of the year next year, and this is a guy who I mean, there have been moments this year where I I've thought this guy was going to break out, uh, and that's Chetty Osman of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Go.
1: Why did I know you were going
0: to say? Because I love him. I mean, he had that stand <laughs> in the middle of the year where he he was balling out. I mean. He was putting up solid assist numbers. He always does. He was putting up solid board numbers. He was averaging over 20 in like a 10-game span. I mean, he just, when given the the right opportunities to shine, he's been able to do it, and he's been catching some starts recently. Uh, and so in the last two weeks, he has been putting up 17 points, four boards, five assists, not terribly efficient from the field but that's okay that's kind of the point of all this you know he's shooting 42 from the field 32 from 3 but he hasn't missed a free throw and he's taken a fairly significant amount of them he's averaging 3.2 free throws per game and he's made every single one of them so he's got that going for him i i just think that he is going to be allowed to have some games where he can shine. And that's what I'm looking for in this last week of fantasy basketball.
1: Yeah, I like that pick. Um, I was actually debating about writing about him or not, so I'm glad. really glad you brought him up.
0: Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, they've just given him the green light. I mean, my man, you know, on the year is shooting 30.5% from three, and... In their last game against the Mavs, he took 10 and made. Two. I love that. I love that. So, so much. That's, you know, <laughs> it, like if you're playing in a categories league and you're like, man, I really need field goal percentage, Chetty, not your guy. He's not your guy this week. But if you're in a points league or a categories league where you don't really care about free throw percentage, Chetty could very much be your guy because he does everything else pretty darn well, except he doesn't really get blocks. Everything else, though. I like that. Well. I like that a lot. <laughs> Alrighty, you Noah. Know, is there anybody else that you'd like to talk about?
1: Um, I wanted to write about a player from the New Orleans Pelicans, but I couldn't really decide mm-hmm. on who I wanted to write about. So I'm just going to go through, and um, I got like five guys that I think could all be potential pickups this week. I'll go, just go through and say something about each of them real quick. And the Pelicans are dealing with a lot of injuries right now, Colin. Um Zion's out indefinitely with a left finger fracture. And both Brandon Ingram and Steven Adams are day-to-day, but didn't play today. Um, all right. So with that, I see them as a team who has a lot of value right now. Um, there are one and a half games out of the 10 seed right now, Colin, but they play tomorrow. And if they lose tomorrow, they'll be two and a half games back, and that would only take the ten seed to win like one or two games before mathematically the Pelicans are out. So if mm-hmm. that happens, I really could see them just like it's been a disappointing season for the Pelicans, Colin. Um, I kind of expected Definitely. them to be a eight seed or higher, really, and I imagine it's been a disappointing season for them too. So they might just be ready, you know, to call the season and start working towards next season. And if that happens, I think. There's a plethora of guys on the Pelicans right now that could um, put up good points this last week. So the first guy is Nikhil Alexander-Walker. We already know about him, Colin. He's a baller. Um, Earlier this season, he had a seven-game stretch where he scored double digits in all seven games. And he actually came back tonight after missing a good amount of time with injury. And he scored 13 points, four rebounds, three assists, and a steal. Um, So I like Nikhil. And then the Pelicans' front court is pretty interesting without Zion. Um, a guy like Jackson Hayes, I think he's a pretty good pickup for this week. Um, over the last seven days, he's averaging 12 points and seven rebounds with one and a half blocks. Um, today, he had 18 points, eight rebounds, and six blocks in 26 minutes.
0: Wow. Um, That's not half bad, let me tell you.
1: Yeah, the other guy competing for starting front court minutes is Willie Hernan Gomez, who over his last five games, con the lowest he scored was third, or 22, with four out of those five games being in the 30 points. Um, just today he had 9 points, 16 rebounds, 2 steals, 2 blocks, and 2 assists. Um, so I think Willie Hernan Gomez was a guy I was actually going to pick up um, until my opponent did. And then James Johnson, who's actually filling in for Zion in the starting role. Um, it's pretty weird. James Johnson's so old, I can't believe he's on the Pelicans. But he had 17-8 and eight with three steals today. Uh, good enough for 32 fantasy points. And then lastly is a guy named Najee Marshall, who I actually don't know a ton about. But in his last seven fantasy games, he scored 20 or more fantasy points. So, Yeah just a lot of value out of that Pelicans team if um, their stars don't come back. Like, f- five really good yeah. guys that you could pick up.
0: Yeah, James Johnson, 4.5% roster on ESPN, two. I have to imagine, you know, maybe some of those guys that we named earlier have been scooped up in your league. James Johnson sends a very good chance to be available, and he's he's been putting up some numbers. I mean, he really has. There's, uh, there's no two ways about it, and if Zion's gonna continue to sit, James Johnson continues to get opportunities, and Noah, if you're on the court, good things can happen. Boom, bada bing. What did you, baby?
1: Wow, how's it feel, Colin? How that was you? our last potential rest was... of season value pick. How's it feel, Colin?
0: Ah, it's it's weird, dude. It's weird. Um. But I did want to touch on O'Shea Brissett one oh, more time before. Not our last. Not our last. Because O'Shea Brissett, let He's me been tell you, know, is he has been like absolutely killing it. And I didn't realize how much he'd been killing it until you said something earlier. This a guy, you know, thirty one percent rostered. Hopefully, there's somebody out there who's listening to this who's like, "Oh shit!" I didn't realize how. How well O'Shea Brissett has been playing and he put up in uh, from 421 through 5-1 so a 10 day span he put up games in which he had 52 fantasy points, 37 fantasy points, 28 fantasy points, 59 fantasy points, 42 fantasy points, and 54 fantasy points that's absurd. He's definitely cooled off since then. And in his last four games, he's averaged about 16 points. But the potential that O'Shea Brissett holds is enormous. Enormous. Yeah.
1: Um, I will leave it at that. Yeah, he's cooled off those last four games because um, Domas came back, but he's a pretty good source of rebounds. Um, and... He always has a chance to go off. He gets the opportunity, I'll tell you that. And I'm really happy that, you know, we can salvage, the Pacers can salvage something from this season, as that O'Shea said might be um, part of our regular rotation, hopefully.
0: I'd love to see it.
1: Yeah, he I has 11 consecutive starts. Let's go. He's a constant double-double threat, really, honestly.
0: For real. Big time. and he, uh, he can catch a body. He can get some blocks. All right, Noah. Um, we We've got a lot of guys that could also be picked up. Do you just want to fire through this, and then we can spend the rest of our time talking about some bigger-name players that have had some nagging injuries, and we're just not really sure when they're going to come back, and we can kind of talk through how you'd handle each of those situations.
1: Yeah, I'll just bang through the list real quick. Uh, so my waiver wire pickups this week, I got TJ McConnell, O'Shea Brissett, Justin Holliday, Doug McDermott, Dylan Brooks, Brandon Clark, Dante DiVincenzo, Keldon Johnson, Lonnie Walker, Yaka Pirtle, Danilo Gallinari, Daniel Gafford, Kevin Love, Jetty Osmond, Steven Adams, Rui Achimura, Ennis Cantor, Joe Harris, Jeff Green, Patty Mills, Rudy Gay. Uh, Jeremy Lamb, Aaron Holiday, Goga Batadze, Grayson Allen, Desmond Bain, Bryn Forbes, Bobby Portis, Armoni Brooks, Bruce Brown, Peyton Pritchard, and Landry Schammett. Um I just want to give a quick shout-out to Armoni Brooks, Con He plays on the Rockets, and Ke- I had Kevin Porter on, Jr. on my team this weekend. He missed some games due to injury, so I picked up Armoni Brooks, and he got me a cool mm-hmm. 28 fantasy points. So, we shout like out a, to a nice 28 shout out to that guy never that's heard not, of him picked him up in my semi-finals he helped me win it
0: so gotta show love hey Armani you know hey give me the love Armani hey. cool 28 that's how I feel about the situation at hand I'm glad you feel the same yeah I feel Alrighty. the same Sorry. let's jump <laughs> let's jump into uh, some injuries and I'm I'm just going to read a guy off. I'm going to say what ESPN has said about their injury, and then we can kind of talk through where they are. Um, DeAndre Hunter has sat out of a couple games and is considered to be questionable for Monday's game against the Washington Wizards. DeAndre Hunter has been a pretty valuable part of what the Hawks have been doing this year, but has been dealing with injuries pretty much the entirety of the season. You know, to this point, he's only played 20 games. His role is a, a little bit undefined in that it has been a little bit tumultuous within the Hawks of what they've been able to do. He starts most of the games he plays, but at this point, Noah with the Hawks probably locked in at that five seed. Where do you see them rushing Hunter back? Do you Um, see him? not
1: worth it. Not worth it to me. Uh, the Hawks probably do want him to play this week just to get him, uh, ready for the playoffs, but he's missed so many games. Colin, they're going to be careful with him. Um, I don't think you can maximize his value this week.
0: Yeah, I mean, hasn't played since March 24th and when he came back, so he'd come back, he'd played pretty much the the first 19 games. He he'd missed a a game in the middle, just a, a singular one. Came back from from a long injury where he was out over 20 games played two games in a row from March 22nd, March 24th, and then has been sitting out again. Yeah, I see no reason as to why I would be doing anything with DeAndre Hunter, um, trying to pick him up to to cash in on some value. If he plays at some point this week, then the next game, you know, I I think there's a bit more clarity, but uh, still, I wouldn't be picking up DeAndre Hunter. Jalen Brown uh, did not play tonight against the Heat. The Celtics are in a precarious spot. They could very easily find themselves in the play-in tournament and actually have to do some work to get out of the play-in tournament. Uh, with that said, Jalen Brown also been dealing with these nagging injuries. I believe this is still the side effects um, of the, the headbutt that he did with Tatum. But has not played the last two games, um, and sat yeah, and sat out tonight again. So he's missed three games in a row. Where would you do? How would you handle Jalen Brown?
1: Yeah, this is a real problem. I'm actually dealing with Colin because I have Jalen Brown on my points league team, and with the Celtics having four games this week, Colin, their first game is on Tuesday. And I'm kind of just holding out hope that Jalen Brown comes back on Tuesday because even a half Jalen Brown is still worth more than a decent amount of guys on the waiver wire. But if he doesn't play Tuesday, it's it's going to be hard for me to hold him because if he's not going to play on Tuesday, I don't think he's going to play um, at least half the half of the Celtics games this week. So I think you could find value elsewhere. So he's a guy you really just have to watch. and. I'm not going to be afraid to drop him.
0: Like, I'll tell you that, but I'm hoping that he plays. All right. Uh, This this could very easily be the spiciest name on this entire list. James Harden is very (laughs) confident that he will make his return before the postseason starts, reports Malika Andrews of ESPN.com. Now, I I need to do a little bit of double-checking to see how many people actually dropped James Harden. I know I was uh, quick on the drop of, of James. He's 91% rostered in ESPN. Um, but if, uh, if Harden's sitting there, and he's very confident that he will make his return before the postseason, uh, when do you take the risk?
1: It's tough because
0: two games of
1: Harden-Con that's worth it. If you get two games of Harden this week, I I don't really care what he does. It's probably going to be worth it for you, and he's available in our categories league because you dropped him. And I'm eyeing that boy. I'm eyeing him hard. Um, I really hope he comes back. But even if he does, he'll probably be on a minutes restriction. I imagine the Nets will be pretty careful with him. But what James Harden on a James Harden on a minutes restriction? Still probably like a low end. Double double to almost triple double.
0: <laughs> yeah, they don't play till Wednesday, so you have some time to kind of figure out if you oh. want to pull the trigger on that one. He could
1: help me from the grave, Colin, if I pick up James Harden. Oh, and He plays.
0: Yeah, he. You know what? He could really do some. Three games to James Harden. Hold back, baby. Mm-hmm. He's the James Harden being out is basically the reason I lost. Also, Levine, Mitchell, Conley, and Jeremy Grant all missing time. The Aaron Fox was not helping me any, Yeah, well, De'Aaron, that was points league. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, Uh, you fool. You're telling me you didn't... Oh, yeah, I have him in
1: categories.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Sheesh. Kristaps Porzingis of the Dallas Mavericks sat out tonight's game against the Cavaliers. Uh, Kristaps, another guy, just been dealing with nagging stuff. I don't think he's ever missed more than 10 games at a time. Um... But he's, he's been sitting out pretty frequently. Um, hasn't played the last six games, and he he played on March 29th. And prior to that, he had sat out three more games. Uh, if, if you're still holding on to Chris Ops, Noah, I, I think it's probably time to cut the cord there.
1: Yeah, Dallas has a back-to-back this week too, Colin, on Tuesday, Wednesday. So you kind of have to assume... Even if he does come back he won't be playing one of those games.
0: Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm uh I'm cutting the cord on that one right there. Man. So tough. So tough. Some of these are just they suck. Alrighty. Um The next two guys on this list both play for the same team. Uh, Kelly Olenek and Christian Wood are both listed as questionable for tomorrow's game against the Portland Trail Blazers. Now, I will tell you that Olenek is listed as day-to-day, and Wood is uh, listed officially as out, according to their status update, because I believe Christian Wood has been missing time prior to this. Uh, What do you do with those guys?
1: To me, those guys are—they're probably drops for another player on the Rockets. Colin is probably how I would Mm -hmm. handle that situation because if those two guys aren't playing, the roster or the roster for the Rockets is pretty limited. So I think you could find good value.
0: Yeah, that just makes Kenyon Martin all the more valuable. Yeah, I mean they might as well just give him forty shots. Honestly. Oh my god, dude! This Rockets team is their their injury report. No joke, has eleven names on it.
1: Yeah, they're gonna throw That's in the absurd. towel.
0: That's absurd, man. Okay, I'm trying to find some names, and and this this is probably the the biggest name out there. I, I said it was Harden, but I lied. It's it's LeBron. Um. ESPN says James is expected to return Tuesday against the Knicks or Wednesday against the Rockets. And that uh, comes from Shams.
1: Um, Yeah. If you have LeBron and you're in a points league against me in the finals, I probably would just drop him (laughs) him at this point. Um, I don't think you'll be able to get enough value out of him this week. So he's a definite (laughs) drop.
0: All right. All right, but now now let's say that you're not playing you in the Points League Championship this week. What do you do? Because oh, obviously... You, you keep LeBron I you 100%. I hope you LeBron. Okay. Um, he, so you don't even question it?
1: No, you don't question it because the Lakers are still fighting for their lives, Con. Um, mm-hmm. They're currently yeah. the seventh seed. They're only two and a half games behind the Warriors, so they want LeBron to come back. They want to avoid getting in that play-in game and... Yeah, they have all reasons to bring LeBron back and for him yeah. to play well.
0: I uh, suspect by the end of the night they will be three games up as they're currently holding an 11-point lead over the Suns with just under five minutes left in the fourth quarter. Uh, so, you know, anything can happen, but Anthony Davis has had himself quite the night, putting up a 36-7-5 and so far to lead the Lakers to what hopefully for them is a bit of a victory. I already right, you know what? I know we're running down on time. Um I I'm just trying to see if there's anybody else. I have one we last guy need to cover. All right, go for it.
1: And that is Mr. Harrison Barnes who's also on my points league team. Um he's missed seven straight games Khan, um after missing mm-hmm. today's game and the Kings don't really have any reason to bring this guy back to potentially get hurt um their season's basically done and yeah I think a lot of people probably have Harrison Barnes he's 70% rostered and I I think he's a drop I've held on to him for this entire week and I'm kind of questioning why I did
0: interesting interesting and yeah like you said I mean they're more or less out of the playoff race at this point uh, mathematically, I they'd don't have to win
1: all their wins. games, and they'd also need teams to they're lose. Done. So they're not mathematically uh, out, they're but done. It, they're yeah. done. Rough yeah, season for the this, Kings.
0: Yeah, dude, I, I'm a I'm a big Kings fan. I, I do love the Kings, and specifically Darren Fox. Uh, who interesting one? What do you do with that one? He has been sitting out for quite some time uh, because of COVID. And I think he's going to be cleared to be back, if if my math stands correctly, Wednesday. Do you think the Kings let him play?
1: I don't know why they would, other than De'Aaron Fox wanting to, you know?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. So uh, that's one for you. You're a De'Aaron Fox holder. But I don't think he'd put out that.
1: I don't think they'd put out that news if he wasn't going to play.
0: The, yeah, so you think if they were gonna shut him down they would have said we're shutting deer yeah. down for this season. Alrighty. So it's a hold then. It's a hold. And with that, Noah, I think we wrap up the uh the wow. final fantasy preview for the twenty 2020, twenty 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 one season. What All a
1: journey. It. What a journey it's been, Khan. Um while this may be the end of the fantasy season, this is really only the beginning of you and I as podcasters. Um, the NBA never sleeps, and neither Colin or I plan on sleeping either. So we still plan on bringing you guys tons of playoff content, playoff preview content, draft content, free agent content. And then next thing you know, we're right back in fantasy basketball season, Colin. Uh, so I'm looking forward to yeah. this um, off season of fantasy basketball. Ooh. It's going to be a good one.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We're still planning on putting out episodes every single Wednesday. Uh, Not going to be coming at you guys Sunday night just because, obviously, the fantasy season's over. And uh, we're just going to cover everything we want to and have to on the Wednesday episodes. And, you know, if we need to do more than that, we'll come at you with more content. Uh, But feel free to, to shout us out with anything you want to hear about and honestly no I said it before the podcast started but uh, NBA free agency is the best part of NBA I mean that's that's where the money's made baby you know when ESPN is just chitter chatting talking 24-7 about where people are going uh, that's, uh, that's that's peak basketball for me baby that's, uh, that's why I'm a fan
1: same um, I'm really looking forward to it and thank you guys for listening We'll see you on Wednesday. Peace. Appreciate it.